Okay, maybe it's a long time to you people. It's not that long. No, that was back when the pedophile was still running with him. Welcome to the PFT Podcast, episode 1-9, almost a 2-0. I'm Shandon Theodore. Britton Brentaway. And today we are joined by... Brandon Swires. Coming at you live from the casting couch here in Shandon's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh... Cool. That's how how, uh, we're starting the week here. Sheesh. So, straight into it, we're going to hop into the musical boy. So, Mr. Brandon, what has been your music this week? Um, well, mostly I'm in the uh, audiobook game. So, I've been listening to audiobooks most of the time. Any Uh, books in specific? Um... I just finished Fractal Noise, which is the newest book uh, Christopher Paulini put out. He wrote the Aragon books. Okay. Okay. I was, yeah, like, I was, I was like, a bit lost. I was like, I don't know who that is or who it be. Yeah, I know Aragon. Okay. Cool. Other than that, my music is uh, kind of like Shannon Sadboy, but you know, more adult. I listen to Coulter Wall and drink whiskey like a grown-up. Coulter Wall is good. I'm not going to deny that. I will not drink, though. Coulter Wall is good. What about you, Brandon? Oh, it's off onto me. Off onto you. Okay, I'm still on a... Uh, well, I'm, I, this week was a little bit different. I was listening to everything, but the one song that I really vibed with is called Get Through This by The Art of Dying. It's a really dope song. I enjoy it. But, yeah, it's a rock. I don't know if you'll like it, but I know that we've got listeners that definitely would. So, okay. what about you, buddy? Um, Party Alone, a lot this week. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. It's pretty good. Um, and then uh, CNN Mikey again, For My People. Banger of a song. Talks about Toledo in there. I, I lived next to Toledo for a while. So. Yeah, but that was... Wasn't that kind of a little scary? It's terrifying. Okay. Someone died on my front lawn. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. It was a scary place. Yeah. Have we ever even brought that up on the podcast? Uh, so welcome podcast listeners. Someone died on my front lawn when I lived in Ohio. Gang gang. Literally, gang on gang violence. <laughs> sure it makes you sleep better at night. <laughs> yeah. Our back door didn't lock and none of our windows had locks on it. And there was a house full of crypts down the road. And they don't let the missionaries carry guns. Hmm. Oh, none of that stuff is real. On a side note... <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, so Brandon here has been a consistent listener for quite... I think since, since day the one. Yeah. Day one. And uh, he's wearing an ugly hat right now, just like Grayson did, if, if you guys know that. Yeah, I know. Gang, gang. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's just because I'm clear down here, you know, close to the ground. I didn't see it. (laughs) Now that I do, shame on you. He's a Sox fan. Oh, well. Yeah, but I was a Sox fan long before I knew these people. And I was a Yankees fan since I was a kid. Watch the Y word on my podcast, boy. I apologize. Watch the Y word. I apologize for your childhood. It'd be what it'd be. <laughs> um, but Brandon, so so 
from you listening, I got a genuine question for you, because we've gotten a fair few comments over the past couple weeks. Do you think we're getting too out of pocket? We're getting... I've gotten a lot of people saying we need to chill it with some of this saying we're racists and stuff. I'm not racist. I love everyone. Just kidding. I hate everyone equally. I was just going to say, I'm not racist. <laughs> I hate everyone this exact same. Yeah. Do you think we're getting too out of pocket here? Well, it was cool when we were just talking about the Mexicans. But, you know, when you start bringing people that were slaves into it, now we've got an issue because uh, they don't like it. <laughs> 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 That's a great explanation. <laughs> the only reason I go at the Mexicans is just because I'm sitting next to one, but I'm not really going at them. It's just funny. My, my mom's the same exactly. amount Mexican as his mom is. Yeah. Well, uh, but I, I work with Mexicans, and they keep telling me uh, if I don't have a card, I don't count. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But I, I do want to point out, I, I love that this whole, the racism topic of it, it, it's only targeted towards black people when the first slaves in America were white. Or, I think it was the Irish? Yeah. The first slaves in America. But you don't hear them bitching and moaning. Well. I mean, they're okay, all ginger. the fact of the matter so their whole is, life is bitching and moaning. They're all shit-faced. They don't know any better. I think that is fair. <laughs> You're not wrong. But the th- truth of the matter is, that was in the past, like... We need to get over I it. I don't want to... No, no. I don't want to downplay it. Because that was a very important part of our history, and it's very sad and terrible what happened to those people. But what I don't like is when people treat me like a slave owner. Well, I don't like when people are acting so like they like, were slaves or directly exactly, exactly. That affected was, like, I, I get coming down the family tree, but, like, at some point, you got to realize you got to take action for your own life. you got to take responsibility for what you're doing. Now, we are also blessed enough to live in a part of the country where racism isn't like it is in other parts of the country. So you do have to kind of take that into account. However... Well, does that really count? There's only, like, five black people here. Well, that's what I... <laughs> You you can't say there's no racism here. You just don't well, see I mean, people okay. of color in the area. That's fair. The darkest dude I saw to I saw two people of color today. Tired and normal. We saw the hay kiddos dude at the gas station. I think he's Hindi though. Yeah. Yeah. He's- and then and then the dude who who uh, cleans my parents' pool. I ran into him at the gas station, and uh, he's black. Well, and he's a cool kid, and that's the hard part is being able to tell like ethnicity because uh, the one they're really upset about is about Africans. But you've seen people from India or certain countries in South America; they're just as dark. Well, so and I I just want to say this, and then I've got to I've got to get an Arnold Palmer going here because I'm about to, but. Real quick, the point of what I'm, what we're all saying is, look, we're not trying to be racist. All the black dudes that I know, Mexicans, they're cool people. I, you know, and get along with them. Don't hate people. But at the same time, I'm going to make jokes because that's just what I do. I make jokes about 
short people all the time. And guess what? I'm a short guy. Am I going to get offended? No, we're, it's literally for laughs. Like, so if I'm, you're going to hate people, hate everyone equally. That's what I'm saying. Nah, just hate people for who they are, not what they look like. That's fair. I like that a lot. I hate your hat. <laughs> That's okay. See, he's hating me on looks again. <laughs> it's not your looks, it's just your hat. Everything else, everything else here is working for me, just not the hat. He's racist against people from New York. What do you do? You're Terrible. not from New York. So? You're from Hurricane. Oh, I broke the rules and opened it before. You all broke. Oh. I, the Arnie. I, I, I'm sorry. I broke the rule. It's kind of habit, isn't it? <laughs> do you know how many times I've almost done that? That's okay. I guess I'm sporting it alone here, guys. But here's your Arnold Palmer of the week. Oh. I got water this week because I got an upset tummy. I drank and why lot. is that? I drank a lot of Capri Suns and a root beer in like really short amount of time. And now my belly's like... Arr! He had way too much fun at my son's birthday. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's genuinely what happened. <laughs> so, I, I, dude, I had two birthday parties today. One of them was popping. The other one was kind of depressing. There was no one at the other. There was well, like no one at the other I, one. I felt bad because... We set up our party, and then she scheduled it for the same date and time. Yeah. Just conflict of interest there. And so it was just... It was wild. Well, but, it was bad because it's the same family, so, like... Yeah. We took the entire family because... Yeah. We scheduled it first, and I feel bad, and we told her when we scheduled it, but... Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Your little dude's smart. Yeah, well, they're both pretty smart, but... They're, uh, it blows my mind where they're at versus, like, other kids I've seen around that age. How old are your kids, Brandon? Um, I've got a one-year-old and a newly three-year-old. Yeah. So you mean to tell me I've been having conversations with a three-year-old that I would have with, like, a ten-year-old? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> Kids, really. I yeah. know. I know it's hard for you to tell because they're close to well, the same I know. height. Everybody's the same height. Like, <laughs> I, dude, if I can look you in the eyes, that means that you're ten or older. Well, Britain might be a pedophile. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Talking to ten-year-olds, bro. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I'm saying I'm looking them in the eyes. That didn't sound much better, I understand, but what I'm getting at You got 10-year-olds is... looking them right in the eyes, getting me like, mm. No, get away. No. <laughs> I did not like that growl. Rare. Ow. Addie, are you okay? <laughs> So, funny story. Britain here gets a phone call from someone yesterday. Okay. And I see who it is, and I go, let me answer it. It's this little white girl from work. Mm-hmm. So I pick up the phone, and straight up start talking in Spanish. And I'm telling her she doesn't speak Spanish. She's like, I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, I know. We're in the car. Like, what do you need? He's What's not up? saying anything. In English. No, not one word in English. For like five minutes. 
And then she's like, give the phone to Britain. I was like, no entiendo inglés. And she goes, I don't speak Spanish. And I was like, mm, obviously. And she's like, I need alcohol. And I was like, no BB liquor. And she's all, what does that mean? And I was like, no entiendo inglés. <laughs> and she got all pissed off. And then I handed the phone to him. And she was like, hey, kid's retarded. It was pretty fun. No, but, actually, she was just like... Where do I get... Well, I don't even remember where Grenadine. Sure. Well, Grenadine Pure is sugar. sugar. It's uh, strawberry syrup, and you can get it at... Uh, Walmart. The Walmart. Yeah. 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 That's what I told her. See, I don't I drink you. that much, but when I do, I drink whiskey or beer. And so this whole, like, getting syrups and mixing I, that's not really my game so i had never heard of any of this crap i'm a simple man i drink water if i'm mixing it's whiskey going into mountain dew <laughs> i have never tried that he was the one who actually told me about that well that's what whiskey was invented for that's what he told that's me I, I didn't believe him so mr never drinks alcohol knows mountain dew was made as whiskey mixer yeah no one believes me, and then they look I th- it up. I think technically it was made as a moonshine mixer. That's why it's called Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew was a slang term for moonshine. That makes sense. And then now people like try it, and they're like, oh, it's pretty good. I've never tried it because it does not look like it would be good. No. You know what's really good? What? Coconut rum and Dr. Pepper. That I have tried, and I agree. <laughs> It takes that Utah Dirty Dr. Pepper to a whole nother level. (laughs) Every corner soda shop in town. (laughs) No, my problem with drinking, though, and the reason I've slowed down so much, I can't can't work a job while I'm drinking. Like, okay, the day after I'm drinking. Like, I'm just way too tired and I get so crabby. It depends on how you're drinking. If you're No, I mean, like, even if I just have very small amounts, it still makes me tired. See, I, well, I get, I'll drink, like, a shot of whiskey to go to sleep just because it'll knock me the hell out. That's fair. But I'm not crappy in the morning like I would be if I had, like, eight shots of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright, that's a fair point. But yeah, but for me, I, I but, also drink expensive whiskey, so I'm not shooting seven shots of that expensive is, whiskey. That is fair. What's expensive whiskey? Well, like, like yeah, a, and I got, I get obviously the different how it's made and the quality of. But what do you drink in particular? It depends. Um, a lot of good scotches, um, like a twelve, fifteen year scotch. Um, even mid shelf is still rocking seventy bucks. So what 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 do you drink in specific? Yeah, what's your go-to? Um, lately I've been really rocking a Glenfiddich fourteen year. That's a fourteen year Scotch single malt, or uh, Red Breast, which is a fourteen year Irish whiskey. Okay, what do you drink? Pendleton. What's that? Just a whiskey. I mean, bourbon. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I'm a simple man. I used to be Jack Daniels. 
I, but I found that I can. I can't stand Jack. Well, I, no. I, I'm, I'm okay with it, but it's just not the greatest. Pendleton, I can drink straight, so I go with it. If I'm drinking a, a bourbon straight, uh, I like the Wild West or like a Buffalo Trace. Do you see they're canning Jack and Coke now? Yeah, Selling no, they have the, the pre-mixers at the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw an ad for that. I was like, hmm. Is it? What? Yeah, you just you get a can, and it's already mixed. That yeah. sounds terrible. You can only get them at the liquor store because they're above 5 ABV. Well, yeah, but What's I mean, that sounds terrible. I like to mix my drinks depending on where I'm at in my night. So, like, at the beginning of the night, I mean, it's 50-50. It may even be... 70 30 but then towards the end of the night you know you're bringing your alcohol level down a little more coke i spiked my arnold palmer last night with ouch with cheap vodka 50 50 cheap vodka to arnold palmer that was rough (laughs) i was gonna say i wouldn't suggest that one no it was not a good time So, I, I don't drink, but the boys at work have one they really like. They get whipped vodka and mix it with Fanta, orange Fanta. So it tastes like an orange creamsicle. I'm not a big orange fan. Neither um, am I. So, I don't, I don't like orange all that much, and I've had bad experiences with flavored vodkas. I'm not a huge fan of flavored Vodkas, I just, I don't. They're too sweet. They, they, they don't. Always, they always taste like hairspray. Uh huh. Yeah, like someone tried to put hairspray on a can on a like a sucker. It's like here you go. That's gross. I think that's the easiest way you could imagine drinking vodka. I am not. <laughs> this is just driving me even more to not try it. Which is why we drink whiskey, like exactly. grown-ups. <laughs> Doesn't whiskey burn? We know, yeah, but only for the first sip. Isn't that a warning to your body going, hey, you probably shouldn't do this? No, that's your hey. body saying, hey, man, I kind of like that. I will numb you up a little bit so that we can get some more. I'm going to tell you a secret. After about the first five, you really don't taste any of it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what you're drinking at that point. Which is why it's always liquor before beer, because then you can't taste the beer. <laughs> well, see, I disagree with that one. I do them both at the same time. As long as you don't mix light and darks. Yeah, but that's just, I don't do darks. You do like, drink darks. No, I'm talking about beer. Oh, I was talking about liquors. Oh. You don't okay. mix light and dark liquor. Yeah, no, you don't. Because you have a bad time. I'm not... Well, <laughs> What's the difference between a light and a dark liquor? Clear and brown? Aging. Oh. I feel like a little kid in this conversation asking so many <laughs> um, questions. That's so, okay. like, like most whiskeys are barrel aged, and that's what gives them that dark color to them. Um, most vodkas and stuff are just proofed and then bottled. There's no aging process to them. Um, rums are mostly considered a light liquor because even the, the I guess they're spiced rums, are what have that darker color. 
And that's just added spices. Rum's one that's really easy for people to drink because it's uh, well, because it's, technically dis- it's, it's a distilled mixed sugar. Drink. Well, um, rum's just distilled sugar. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not a go-to rum guy. It depends. I like good rum. So like, um, Captain Morgan. Uh, Special select. I can't. I can't do it. It's really good. Um, rums are kind of just a one of those drinks you gotta put in a mixer. They're not very great on the rocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll shoot a rum all day just because they're easy to shoot because they're sweet. That's fair. But uh, I wouldn't ever just sit down and drink rum on the rocks. Hmm. Well, if you're drinking it on the rocks, I mean, doesn't your ass get get sore? <laughs> you're sitting on the rocks, right? Like, that's what that means? Well, <laughs> for people like Shandon, on the rocks means just on, on ice. ice. I've seen James Bond. <laughs> I know that one. James Bond drinks martinis. What's the one? There's a show that talks about it on the yeah, rock. Every cop show. Funny thing is, show I won't put bark. mine on ice. You like it neat? The hell? Is that just without ice? Yes. Just straight? Yes. <laughs> Sounds painful. You could also drink it with water. There's a lot of people that do that. And it helps... Uh, What's the name for that? Um, Pussified? <laughs> no, I, I think it's just like scotch and water or uh, bourbon and water. They put a little bit of water in it. it. So it dilutes it, which helps bring out a lot of the like nutty flavors in the whiskey. Um, so you dilute it with water rather than with ice. That way you're not drinking it cold if you'd prefer it not to be cold. Is whiskey made with nuts? No, they get like a nutty flavor from the oak casks. And some of them... You get nutty flavor without dying! Some... I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look at all nuts. Yeah. Like well, but nut. some of them I do have to be careful with. Well, no, he's not allergic nut. to all nuts. He's still a guy. <laughs> <laughs> that just means I'm straight. Is that why your do hands you, uh, red sometimes? Do you swell up every time? <laughs> Yes, uh, yes, sir, I do, and yes, sir, it uh, is. I'm sorry for that one, Mama Teddy. My bad. That was a little. Yeah, uh, Mama Teddy, you may just want to, uh, I don't know, mute us for the rest of this podcast. Cause I have a feeling it's not going to get any better. We've been talking about booze for ten minutes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's been a little longer than that. Yeah, Cause we start talking about it right when we opened the Arnold's, and that was like minute seven, and we're at twenty three. So, yeah. I'm not passionate about drinking at all. <laughs> I swear, I swear I have other hobbies, all right? Yeah. Yeah, he like liked... golfing with a beer. Well, that's just a Going good to excuse to drink, with all right? <laughs> I mean, bro, if you go to a concert to drink a $6 beer instead of getting high, you're doing it wrong. I can't get high. I get paranoid. In the extreme. 
Well, you're I'm a paranoid person as is, okay? Like, I don't know what it is. I think I it might just be because you... I'm so low yeah. to the ground. Like, <laughs> So I, I see things down here that you people will never see. If you got stoned and turn off your hearing aids, do you think you'd forget you have hearing aids and panic that you can't hear? <laughs> well, <laughs> hmm. We don't condone drugs, guys. For all intents and purposes, we do not use drugs nor condone the use of drugs. If you use drugs, please reach out to a professional for help. That also, funny. also, and by a professional, we don't mean your dealer. <laughs> also, we are not professional. Today's episode is brought to you by that sticky stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's called Summit Seekers Chalk. Yeah, so Summit Seekers Chalk is a super high-quality climbing chalk that is super grippy, super sticky, and it also heals your skin. Britt, how does it heal your skin? Again, I brought this up before. I'm no scientist, but doesn't it have, like, zinc or something in it? Yep, it's got zinc oxide in it. I don't know what it. that means. All I know is it feels so nice whenever you put it on your hands. Yeah, it feels phenomenal. Heals your helps regenerate the skin and the cells and the uh, uh, protein fibers and all that in your hands. Great. But did you know they also have supplements? I did not. Tell yeah. me about these. They have supplements. Tons of supplements for your daily to help you get going and your body feeling great. So, for those of you who haven't, head over to summitseekerschalk.com. Get some of your, you know, grippy grippy and some of your good old pill popping pills to make you feel real good. Oh, yeah. And use code FISHING, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, for how much? 20% off. So, go get it while you can. Limited time only because they are going to be running out of stuff so fast because of how much stuff is being sold and flying off the shelves because of how high quality it is so again head over to summitseekerschalk.com for 20 percent off your order get it i uh when i when i was out in ohio we had this dude who wanted to, to quit chewing tobacco and so uh he gave us this tub and i'm talking like a tub of tobacco and he goes <laughs> don't give it back to me so I went and threw it in the dumpster <sighs> day and a half later i need my tobacco back homie it's gone what do you mean it's gone throw it away you said you didn't want it back man homie tried to get us to pay him like a hundred bucks for it you can't rough. give someone something and Say, be say don't give it don't back give it to back. me. They say don't give it back to me, and they ask for it back a day later. Yeah, no, bro. Buying a log is rough. Yeah, that is very true. Wouldn't know. So I didn't chew tobacco all that long. Although it was probably because every time I did it, my dad would be like, "If you put that shit in your mouth, you put a dick in your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good deterrent. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's gross. I, it could, really I, I couldn't handle the high ever. It would get to me right away and I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting so, topics. I'm a bitch. Let's move on. <laughs> um, I had a, I, I, I wrote something in my weekly discussion. Um, and it's a quote I found that I really like. It is, if you have nothing to live for, why are you even alive? So, I was thinking about that and I was like, what does a young homie have to live for? And you know what my first thought came up to me was? Take a wild guess. Thoughts? <laughs> Fishing? <laughs> Fishing for thoughts? Exactly. <laughs> no, my, my, my first thought initially just went. The homies. I'm alive for the homies. You know, there's a there's another quote from um oh I can't remember what song it is. I think it's Ludacris and it's from one of the Fast and Furious movies, the one of the end credit songs. But it says What's a life worth living if it's not on the edge? I know that song. That's a good one. That is really good. Good quote. I kinda like those two together. Like your explanation of Doing it with the homies because when you're living life on the edge, you're hardly ever doing it alone. You're doing it with your friends, the people you're closest to. Well, if you're living life on the edge by yourself, there's always that little voice that says, jump. No, that's a ledge, not the edge. (laughs) Live life on the edge, not the ledge. I like that one. I do like that. Speaking of song quotes, my favorite quote, like, from a song, is actually from Macklemore, a song called Excavate. He says, if you don't love life, the check won't correct yours. He's saying, like, if you don't already love your life, money ain't gonna fix that. Like, if you're not happy with yourself, money ain't gonna fix that. And I'm not saying money brings happiness. Like, like Juice World once said, money doesn't. Money may not bring finance, may not bring happiness, but financial stability will take away some stress. Which, eye opener. Money's stressful. No, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go be a stripper. <laughs> you also You're get- welcome to put the pole in my room. Hmm. You sure we can't put I, it in the living room and just have, like, weekly parties? You know what? I agree with this. All I'm saying is, Britton, I know how much I you can't make. come because my you wife would, would be, kill me. You'd be but... throwing pennies. <laughs> you'd be pelting yeah. your pennies and nipples. Put your clothes on. Put them on. <laughs> Brandon's over here just, my wife would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> what and are you talking I'm, about? And I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be like, they spiked my drink. <laughs> I would have Brandon <laughs> right with me throwing pennies. Yep, that'd be a. We'd be trying to make like a star shape out of bruises on your back. <laughs> oh. You know you can get it like a, a stripper pole for like 30, 40 bucks on Amazon. You know it's cheaper if it says fire pole, right? I always find it interesting when I find those uh, stripper poles on Facebook Marketplace, and it says used, <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
Can you get an STD that way? Only if you're dumb enough not to wash the fucking thing. Well, I mean, that's fair, but it's just like anything else. Wrap it up. Fair. Which also gets me thinking. Who was the first person that thought, I want to get a pole. I want to dance on it. No, it was for sure a guy that just had a pole and told a girl to go dance on it. Fire station? Maybe. Okay. Ford firefighters. I and mean, they, they got tired to, of... To be fair, these are dudes we're talking about. They just said, let's make a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> I need one for 55 bucks right now. 55 Please don't. The only people that come into my house are you and Grayson. That is fair. That's because it's your house too. But your mom also uh, comes over sometimes. Shannon, quit looking at her ass. Well, hear me out. I was looking. I looked up stripper pole on Amazon, and uh, that—that's what came up. I didn't see anything. I'm married. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> and Britain ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did it say, Britain? Um, I ain't saying that. It says. Uh, it says. Uh, I love Jesus. On some no. shorts. Yeah, and on the other side, it says, you need Jesus. <laughs> I might need some Jesus. Yeah. I love Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Yeah. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> Mama said laughs like a box of chocolates. One of them might kill Britain. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude. The peanut butter ones? Yup. That sounds nuttier than squirrel shit. You, sir, are nuttier than squirrel poop. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. The most expensive coffee comes from, like, some animal these coffee bean and shits it out. Why don't they do something with nut extract from squirrel shit? We drink, Please don't. We drink coffee shit. Why don't they do that with something with squirrels? Because that's, that's in abundance. They we could, could make, make that. we could make a whiskey out of that. I don't think you can get candied nuts that way. But but they just use the the shit from the other thing to make the coffee. They grind up the shit and sell you the shit and you make coffee out of it. Well, they sift out the beans because they're yeah, dense. And they count that as the I guess quote unquote roasting process. So why don't we just do that with squirrels? I'll tell we'll you rinse what, it all out and then we'll, we'll sell squir- it. Squirrels actually chew up their nuts. So we just that is find, one so Snickers gotta, bar I'm never trying. So we just gotta find. You the can't little, have a Snickers bar anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we just gotta find the retarded squirrels that swallow them whole. <coughs> Don't that, do drugs. Have, have I have I told the story about the the black squirrels in Ohio? No. On here, I haven't. No. Shannon, didn't we talk about not having <laughs> colors in here <laughs> like okay, five minutes ago? Okay, in. okay, okay. But, so in Ohio, there's black squirrels everywhere. You ever seen a black squirrel? Uh, no, mostly brown. Yeah, have you ever seen a black squirrel? No. Okay, you know why? Because they were out in Ohio, 
And this boy caught a squirrel. University of Akron, I believe it was. Took it in. Started messing with its genetics, you know. And made it black. Down the line. And then he goes, this is cool. And just let it into the wild. Little did they know, the black squirrels are hyper-aggressive. So he started making offspring, you know. And now black squirrels are taking over, and it's like ground wars between the black ones and the brown ones. And the black ones are slowly taking over because they're overly aggressive. They're killing all the brown ones. So is there a correlation between excessive amounts of melanin and aggression in animals? I don't know. Could be. But that's... Cause, I don't, cause I don't it think all, it's, It always seems it, like the... Is the fur melanin, though? Yes. So then... Because you, you can have, like, albino... Uh, Dogs and stuff. Just no melanin in the fur. Your hairs run through melanin and all sorts of stuff. But uh, most albino animals are pretty docile, from what I can tell. I found an albino squirrel in Ohio. That's the weirdest thing ever. Pure white squirrel. I've seen albino uh, antelope. So that's pretty cool. Never seen a deer or an elk. In the wild, me. I'm not well, talking about like... Yeah, yeah, at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That reminds me, I gotta put in for the antler list before like next Tuesday. That reminds me, I didn't put in for nothing, so we're gonna see what happens. Antler list hunts are due by the 22nd, I think. Yeah, but see, I don't want antler lists. Because that's a lot of work. Well, and no reward. Why? Because you don't get something to put on your wall? Exactly. Dude, we just bought a house. We have to decorate with something. You can have my little two-point I shot two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just skull-capped it because it wasn't big enough to do anything else. Well, I mean... Well, that and I'm not paying a freaking... Yeah. Taxidermist, $3,000 to okay, stuff. Okay, but can I just say... I think on a lot of stuff, the European mount looks way better than, like, a full shoulder mount. Have you done a European mount before, though? Oh, yeah. Have you done it yourself, or have you paid someone to do it? Why would you pay someone to do that? Because rich fuckers are assholes. Well, that's fair, but I'm not... You know me. You know that I don't make nothing. Yeah, but that shit stacks. If you don't do it right, if you leave it in the sun for days before oh, I'm doing I'm talking about boiling it. it, just boiling it, it smells. Well, that's why you don't do it inside. Or if you do it the right, right way and use maggots. Or if you do it the right, right way and use a uh, pressure washer. Well. Have you ever done that? No. It's actually pretty cool. It works really well. It's easy to chip bone, though. Just don't... Yeah, but it's going to fall off anyway. I mean... Come on, when, when you're messing with that stuff and trying to be super careful, does it ever not get screwed up? It gets screwed up. That's what super glue is that's for. Just talk- don't tell people. That's what people. I'm talking about with the maggots. Is They'll just eat all the meat. I mean, Yeah, but you've still got, you've still got the brain to deal with because they won't touch that brain. I, I had the same way the Egyptians did it. A hot poker. I used a screwdriver and just stir it up. I, I watched this show on YouTube. It's called Born and Raised Outdoors. And they hunt. But they, they got this elk. 
a big old Roosevelt. And they go and it cuts out after they, you know, cut it all up, get all the meat and whatnot, and packing it out. And they have the head strapped to a dude's back. And as they start walking away, you can just see the brain sitting on a tree. Just chilling. And they walked away. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is fantastic. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> well, that's more fun than them stories of the guys that put it on the head on their back and then go get go get shot. Dude. Okay. Anybody out there who is a hunter or new to hunting, if you're taking a rack out, put it upside down. I can't tell you of all the stories that I've heard, all the news stories I've read. People getting shot at because they have the antlers sticking straight up on their back. Bruh. Me and you are fairly short. Them racks are longer than I am. Yeah, dude. That's why you have it strapped so high that all you can see is a skull walking around up there. But, uh... The best thing to do is to put orange on it. On the antlers. Put what? Orange. Your hunter orange. That's fair. You're supposed, but, to, you're supposed to take your vest off and put it on the, around the antlers and stuff. Yeah, but see, most people would see that and go, ooh, I better take that one out. He's a hunter killer. That's why he's got orange on his antlers. Man, if you go and get gored that bad by him. <laughs> you're a bad hunter. <laughs> by Maybe you should take up rifle season. <laughs> <laughs> Because archery is not your game. <laughs> yeah, but if you're wearing orange during archery season, there's, it, it's... Well, you're being silly. you got bigger issues. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wearing orange during archery season, you're just, like, way too paranoid. Well, I mean, I've met some of the hunters out there. and No, don't get me wrong. I... I've set up opposite of a dude's blind, not realizing his blind's there. Yeah. Till like halfway through the morning. You're like, oh shit, there's a dude right there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big old neon sign that says, I am right here, don't shoot. Deer can't read, don't worry, it won't scare him away. <laughs> I saw a, a one, a setup. Say, it's like, the, you know, the, the tent... Mm-hmm. But it's the entire outside's mirror, so it's like a reflection. Interesting. <sighs> Good and bad. The, Agreed. The, the elk that came up to it was not very happy. He <laughs> <laughs> was a little pissed off. Well, there's that, but the the real thing you're. So the main thing is it's angled at the ground, so it's reflecting foliage, not supposed to be reflecting right at the elk. This one's on the ground. Right, yeah. but the way they're set up is they're supposed to be angled at a point to where they're reflecting the foliage off the ground. Right. So you're not, um, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. 90% of the time you're hunting during sunrise and sunset, you're going to get a funny glance off of that mirror. Yeah, that's true. Especially and, if and, you and look then, into it. I mean, you're going to get a funny just, glance. like counterproductive <laughs> have you seen those uh those boats like the layout blind boats that they use for duck duck, duck hunting? hunting yep i think those are awesome can't use them here 
Can't you? Mm-mm. Not you, that I would be able to afford that anyway. You cannot shoot a shotgun from a boat while duck hunting in Utah. In Utah. I think it's the same in Wyoming. It's not not like I would ever do it anyway, but the, I just think it's really cool seeing that. Like, I've watched yeah, no, that's, shows. That, that's a big thing in, like, the Dakotas. Yeah. Well, that's one of the big uh, flight trails. I know in Wyoming you can't shoot a firearm from a boat, nor can you shoot over a body of water with a rifle. Well, yeah, with a rifle. You still can't shoot out of a boat while duck hunting. You can have a boat there for laying out decoys and fetching ducks. Right, yeah. Especially if you don't have a dog. God, I need a dog. We need to go duck hunting this year. I agree with this. I'll be your dog. (laughs) D-O-double-G. You realize it's going to be like five degrees in the water, right? I'm knocking in the water. (laughs) Britain already made a wet back joke at me. You're not going to actually be one. (laughs) You've got to get in the water to duck hunt. That's just kind of how duck hunting works. You don't have to. It just works out better. Unless you're not going to get your decoys back. Again, it works out better. Well, and I guess if you're field hunting, but I don't know anybody with a big enough field around here to actually go field hunting. No, and I like I like hunting over water better. Well, the problem is, is all the water around here is public lakes. That's not a problem for me. Well, you can only hunt until the uh, like the skiers get going. Again, you'd be surprised. That's not a problem you'd for me. You'd be surprised how many people are out boating around in the middle of freaking January. Yeah, but that's that's one of the things that is so different to me living here as opposed to Wyoming. Well, you got a lot of ice. Over. Like, yeah, up there, you're lucky if you can get your boat out in March. Lucky. And even then, you better winterize it again because you never know when something's going to hit no, and man. You freeze can, everything you again. You bass fish year-round, bro. Oh, I didn't say that I don't fish year-round in Wyoming. Uh, no, I, I don't, you just got to fish on the ice. I don't do ice fishing. I like ice fishing. It's fun. I've never gone. I've wanted never? to, and I never get invited. Everybody's all like, oh, we'll take you, and then never calls me. Uh, you can go up in Pine Valley. What I was thinking I is... Uh, by next year, I want to save a little money, get an auger. That's really all you need. Yeah, I get, mean, just you get can, one that attaches to your drill. I was thinking about that because you can get a. Those like, actually work a lot better than gas or battery powered augers. I was like, I got a nice Milwaukee. We mm-hmm. can just run. Yeah. On a half inch shaft. Yeah, and those are those are great. I mean, it's not going to get through 10 feet of ice, but this is southern Utah. If you're trying to about. fish in 10 feet of ice, dude, you, you're not living in St. George. Well, and we're all pretty much trout here. It's not like we're getting muskies or anything. No, but I would like to do that. The cool thing about ice fishing is I know everybody wants to have, you know, the short little poles and everything else. You don't have to. You really don't. I'm going to throw my ugly stick all the way out there, eight feet away yeah. from me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little bit odd no, to adjust, but you I'm don't gonna, have to I'm spend gonna, I'm the gonna extra I'm going to use my 12-foot fly rod. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. <laughs> Just jig a little grub. 
just right on the top of the water waiting for the fish to like well and that's the thing about fly fishing 90% of the time you're not fly fishing top water no it's all stream uh, mm-hmm. mid streams uh, you're fishing larvae yeah I need to go fly fishing again I'd like to learn how to fly fish my biggest issue is I know how to catch fish using the setups that I have. 120 bucks. Really? Yeah. For an auger that attaches to your drill? Yep. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, no, they're not. Eight inches wide, 39 That's, inches deep. Yeah, the if you're, isn't if you're not here. Yeah, you're not gonna. Usually you can get away with 24 inch everywhere you go. But anyways, if I know how to catch fish doing something else, it's very, very hard for me to switch to something new. Like, I, I, I get so Fly fishing for me is more with it. therapeutic than I'm sure actually that, catching the fish. It's just the rhythm. Well, right. I'm sure that once I figured it out, it would be a different story. But learning how to do it when I know I could be catching them a different way. Right. Is, well... It takes a lot of patience, and I I struggle with that sometimes. The main problem I have with fly fishing is knowing what to throw and when. It's because you got to know a lot about entomology when you're fly fishing. Entomology is the study of bucks. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Britain's looking at me well, like, dumbstruck, like, like, I don't know what the bro, fuck that means. <laughs> you have heard this podcast, you know I ain't that bright. <laughs> no, en- entomology is the study of... Bugs. Uh, all right. All so right. flies, the other types of creatures you use as imitators while fishing, fly fishing. Yeah. A lot of the times it's stone flies and stuff like that. Those aquatic flies that are on the rivers. So. See, and that sounds like a lot of research. And I know that I can just slap a worm on a hook and flip it out there. I'm going to catch something. Well, you can throw fake worms fly fishing, too. Like a San Jose worm. It's just a... It's kind of like those pipe cleaners. Okay, yeah. Just tied to a fishing hook and jig down the river. That's probably exactly what it is. Like. No, that's what it is. Nice. I do fly tying. Do you actually? Uh-huh. No, it's fun as shit. I have more fun fly tying than I have fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you starting a business? Because I'm not good at it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right, that's fair. I'll tie for myself. Well, the thing with starting a business for stuff like that is you can't charge equivalent to what everybody else is charging and make a profit. Well, that's fair. So, like, all these companies that are sell out of the Bass Pro or whatever, sell all your flies or... 50 cents a piece um they basically run a sweatshop in like uh china china or something of well but anymore a thousand old ladies just tying flies but anymore a lot of that stuff's not even like done by hand you just have flies still have to be a lot of them yeah it's hard to machine make a machine that can work around the hooks and stuff like that in a 
repeatable manner. Especially with all the, like, stuff you put into fly tying, like, uh, deer hair and... That's fair. Hair's ear. Um, so a hair's ear fly is, they take, a, like, a rabbit cape and comb the hair from the ear. And then you stack that okay. and use it to tie. And so that's not something that's like really easy to imitate the same thing all the time every time true but then again you're dealing with trout they're stupid depends on where you're fishing that's good because if you're fishing like a super hammered stream like the provo um yeah provo river up in provo is one of the most fished streams in Utah because it's a really, really good uh, gold ribbon fishery. And so there's, I think it's got two, 50 anglers or something per square mile of river. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little bit over, overfished. Yeah, no, there's a shit ton of people out there. Yeah. Like, I've gone fishing the Provo River. You can't walk a bend without seeing another guy. And I don't like that. I like being able to go out and fish, and you have nobody around. No, I would love to go hike the Uintas and fish all the streams on the Uintas. On the what? Uinta Mountains. Where's that? North. It, is it north? So, okay. it, the Uintas is part of the Rocky Mountain chain. Gotcha. It's... uh. The Uintas is the one that, um, like, where King's Peak is. King's Peak is the highest point in Utah. Gotcha. Okay. Which is just, like, right where the mountains kind of kick over into Wyoming. And I think that that would be fun. Going up there, like, Shandon and I were talking about that at one point. Uh, just going camping... Hiking. No, it's super fun. I did that in the Scouts. We did a 50-miler up there. Yeah. I never did a 50-miler. And that's about when I got done with Scouts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I never... I had the opportunity to go on a couple different 50-milers, but I was like, no, I think that I'm good. Like, For sure, for sure. 50 miles a long hike, bro. Yeah. I'd prefer I, to do it on I, a bike. I, I don't know if my knees could honestly take that. Yeah, I could do a bike. An e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm fat. I can hike a lot better than I can climb up them rocks you boys do. <laughs> yeah, I got hurt again. So, uh, I'm not climbing this week. Of course you got hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a story of your life. You're a fragile person. So what happened is, I'm at work, right? They have a pallet that got put in the wrong spot, and they asked me to move it. But where it is, there's these little steel triangle pieces mm-hmm. that catch it so it can't slide backwards because it's in like a down-slanted racking, flow rack. So I had to bend down, squat it, and push it back, right? Well, this was a pallet of 60 boxes. Each box has 12 in it of construction adhesive. Okay, yep. Yeah, I had to lift that by myself. Good times? About four of those boxes are what I weigh. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The entire pallet was like 30, 2,800 pounds. Like I lifted it up just barely enough to get it and took like two steps back and dropped it. And then I just pushed it the rest of the way, but my forearm got riggedy riggedy wrecked. Yeah, I just trashed my pack picking up air conditioners like you're not supposed to. Yeah, you, you do HVAC. Yeah? Yeah, HVAC. HVAC. Do you like doing that? It's alright. It's hot. <laughs> I'd imagine. It's a lot of mechanical stuff. I do a lot more service than install. I mean, I like doing both, which is why I work for the company I work for, because I can do both. I can't stand doing the same thing day in and day out. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, what made you get into that? Uh, so my senior year of high school, um, my oldest cousin, um, on my dad's side, um, he was working for a company here in town doing install. And so I went and worked for them for my senior year summer, made bank I was I was making nine dollars an hour. We were getting paid biweekly, and I was making for a for an eighteen year old kid uh, working a summer job, making over a thousand dollars a biweekly at nine dollars an hour is yeah. a, a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. I, I was working like crazy hours. And that's still like a buck seventy five over minimum wage here. Yeah. And at that time, that was, that was good money then. Like, yeah, wasn't that in money. 2016, 2015. That was eight years ago. Seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was good money. It wasn't bad. That's when you could afford to live here. <laughs> Except I wasn't good with my money, so. <laughs> okay, but. What 18-year-old is? I was just going to say, the only 18-year-old that I know that are good with money are good with money because they don't have friends. They don't go out and do stuff. So they have nothing to spend their money on. Right. We know someone like that. Do we? Yeah. 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 I don't know, it's interesting to see people who are bad with money versus people who are good with money and, like, what they spend it on. Because, like, I'm I'm okay with my money. Like, I'm, I'm chilling right now, but, like, if I ever do get stupid with my money, I buy food. Like, a lot of food. Dude, that is, that is my main problem. Is, well, I work in a van running around town all day I don't have time to stop and warm up a yesterday's dinner or whatever else and pack a sandwich I, I could pack a sandwich but sandwiches every day get rough yeah I, I can't eat a turkey and provolone every day it's just not for me I mean well, it's pr- it'd probably be better for me well but. it would probably but to a point like when you're doing jobs like that where it's physical labor, a sandwich doesn't cut it. Like, you've got to have energy, I feel like. Yeah. But Wendy's doesn't give you very good energy. No. It just makes you feel like <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, that's fair. 
I'm not getting good energy. I'm going and getting a cheeseburger and screwing up my whole day. <laughs> you know what pisses me off about Wendy's? What? They don't have the four for four anymore. Yeah, I know. What is it? The five dollar? The biggie bag. No. It's or a biggie the, bag and it's like the, seven bucks now. Yeah. Well, they have the five dollar one and the six dollar one. But then you add tax into it and you're like, what the? Bring back, Wendy's, bring back the four for four, you sons of bitches. Dude, and that's the other thing. What happened to the $5 foot long at Subway? Like, that wasn't that long ago. Bro, that was like 10 years ago. I was in high school when that stopped. When the four for four? No. When, when the, the $5, $5 foot long. That's been a long time. Okay, maybe it's a long time to you people. It's not that long. No, that was me. back when the pedophile was still running with them. They had a what? pedophile? What? What? The subway guy that did that whole thing where he ate sandwiches the for... loss, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a kitty tight clear. Okay. Hey. All right. <laughs> 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 On uh, on the kitty tickler note, we're uh, we're out of time here. Uh, so, goddamn, um, Brandon, do you have anything you want to plug into this? No, you guys don't need my Instagram. You guys can freak off. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't post nothing on there anyway. Well, Brandon, we do appreciate you coming on to the podcast and. Uh, Talking with us. It's been a good time. Um, for us, we'd like to plug the email. Email us at fishingforthoughts at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, PFT underscore podcast, because Instagram won't let us say uh, thoughts. Uh, TikTok's up, you know, it'd be what it be. We had a video pop off this past week um, of our boy John Cribs eating garbage on a climb. So check that out. <laughs> And uh, I, I I don't know what else. Uh, well, I've just got two things to say. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for listening. Like, we appreciate the hell out of the support. Uh, and then I just want to reiterate what Shannon said last week. Just remember when you're going throughout your week, you're worth it. You may not feel worth it to yourself at the moment, but remember you're worth it to somebody. And... Let that get you through your day. Sir, yes, sir. So until next time. Bye. Bye.